Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. It is Thursday. You know what that means. It's time for another AEW Dynamite review. It's me, your boy, Big Tasty. I'm here with Jay. How are we doing, Jay? I'm all good, mate. And Aaron. How are we doing, Aaron? Hey, contemplating length. Thanks for asking. Yeah, I mean, this. Yeah, it's it's been one of them, hasn't it? Um, we're all uh, we're all sliding towards the grave. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> waiting for the sweet embrace of death. So I saw on Twitter the other day something that really made me laugh. It was just someone just had a picture and said, "Life is just a slide where you die at the end." I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna die the best way because if you eat 400 bananas, you get potassium overload. 399, you're okay, but I thought that, stay away, I thought that was like a fucking stay away from old lifestyle. Uh, stay away from Troy's new footy boots then, and you'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so to crack on, uh, this is a very special episode of Dynamite Reviewing today. This is Blood and Guts. So this is literally a show a year in the making. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with half of the original participants still involved, um, but uh, a whole <laughs> new story behind it. Um, I so think I'm happier that with the participants we got. I think this. We yeah, I think this is a better. Well, we'll move it. We'll get onto it, obviously. But mm. I think this is a better match than what it would have been a year ago. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. This one had more storyline going for it. So. As uh, okay. Okay. So we'll, we'll crack on with the. We'll, we'll, we'll sort of try and skirt the undercard um, in 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 the way that we can. So expect a two-hour show. I uh, hope you've got a long bus ride ahead of you if you listen to this. Um, <laughs> So we'll start off with, um, well, we start off with what should be uh, Kenny Omega and MT Nakazawa, I believe he's going by now. Yeah. Um, versus John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. However, before the match, uh, that dastardly Don Carlos comes out with Nakazawa and announces that Kenny Omega is not in attendance and cannot make it to the match. So, you know, boldly and, you know, valiantly, Nakazawa will fight both of these men by himself. Tony just shouts when that gets said, well, he's lying. We've seen him here already today. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just great. Uh, Nakazawa's facial expressions during this, this uh, are phenomenal as well. Like he's yeah. uh, he, he's he's running the whole the whole like gamut of emotions from like sort of a bit of pride to like absolute fear, uh, and then like, this intensifies when obviously Eddie Kingston and Moxie come out looking like they're going to do an actual murder on him. I mean, they, they were probably thinking about it to be fair, Wayne. Yeah, to be honest. So um, Moxley and Kingston come out of what I'm calling the sting door. Because it was like where Sting came out of uh, that time. To the, with to Darby. The, to the, yeah, with Darby. Um, so they come up the door as they're walking down to the ring. Oh, there's Kenny Omega, and he he has a, a big AEW title belt for both of their faces, and he he puts the title on them and, and does him a, does him a pain. Does a lot of hitting. Does a lot of hitting. He he's real. Uh, he's swinging that belt. Swing he's very frantic, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He was. He was hitting them like like he was you know running out of time. Which maybe he is, we don't know. Um, anyway, it gets to the ring, and then the, the match, the match is on basically. So it's it's two v two. It's it's happening as as described. It was all a, it was all a ruse by that dastardly Don Callis to get the jump on Kingston and Moxley. And yeah, they have a tag match. It's, it's pretty decent. It's all right. Yeah, it was, it I mean, was, it was pretty much what you expected it was going to be. It was much more of a storyline 
thing than a than a mm. legitimate like long form match. In that you know, um, I mean, I, I'm impressed about like how long Nakazawa kept his like all his gear on. He um, <laughs> he hits Kings of the Low Blow. He chokes him out with the lanyard. Then he hulks up <laughs> against Mox and just achieves absolutely nothing. Um, <laughs> some some really good some really good character work for, from Nakazawa. And uh, I think you mentioned on on our, our group chat earlier, Jay. Really enjoying this sort of like corporate stooge Nakazawa as opposed to like sex pest Nakazawa that he was previously. Yeah, like when when uh, Troy asked like why Nakazawa was like like he is now because obviously the last time Troy had seen it was like seen Nakazawa was one of the casino battle royals. It, it's essentially his, his character is like an amalgam of Patterson and Briscoe. Yeah, where as he's opposed, like Kenny stooge as opposed to like what if Valvinus but lube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so that's nice um, yeah so it, it gets to a point where um, they isolate Nakazawa in the ring uh, so the, the, there is such disregard for the tag team rules in this match that JR actually asks is this a Texas tornado match yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 yeah Excalibur say no it's a regular tag match because no one is tag- no one is like obeying the fire camp um, Moxley doesn't realise that you can't stand on the second rope and be tagged in I mean, I'm not going to tell him that he can't, but, you know. Yeah, anyone who does, is brave. Uh, so anyway, so they isolate Nakazawa. Um, Kenny's on the outside. Kingston is sort of like on, at, the, at the side of the ring, sort of daring him to come in and, and sort of, you know, make the save. And Kenny wants no part of it, so he just fucks off. And then Moxie's got Kenny in the bulldog joke. Um, and then, I, I really nice, if this is going to be like one of their like sort of double team slash finish moves, I, I, I quite enjoyed it. Yeah. So Eddie has um, Nakazawa in like a half Nelson. Moxie comes off the rope for a clothesline. Uh, he clotheslines him into a suplex, which is looked really nice. Yeah, it was very, very well executed as well, wasn't it? It, it didn't look like delayed at all. It was, looked very fluid when no, he did it. No, it. it was really snug. And it, yeah, it was, yeah, it was great. Um, Michael so, Nakazawa may need a new neck after taking it. I mean, what do you All the things you want to see. Yeah, yeah. It was. It looked. It looked effective, and it was good for the pin. So Moxley and Kingston win. Um, again, it's just storyline services, isn't it? I mean, it was a. It was a fun enough match. Uh, Post match, the own books come out, and they're um, they're sort of pointing at like Kingston and and Moxley, and sort of they're mouthing off. The, the young books are dressed appallingly, by the way. Um, what? What are they wearing? That's somebody's shower curtain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Matt Jackson in particular has a, has a horrendous... Two- I thought it was a one-piece, but it's not. He takes the top off in a bit, and it's, it's a two-piece. It's, it's fine. It's like a yeah. Hawaiian shirt with matching shorts. Yeah. It was very upsetting. So the Umbus crowd, they're sort of mouthing off with, with Mox and Kingston, and then as they're doing that from behind, the Good Brothers come in with a sneak attack, and it's the numbers game. Then Kenny comes back out now that it's safe. Nakazawa is just dead. Um, they hit the magic killer on Mox. They hit a super kick on Mox. Super kick on Kingston. Um, there's a couple of really nice moments where Kingston like dives at like, someone's feet and like takes them down, like literally by their ankles, and then Ed- just gets annihilated. Eddie Kingston does a really good job of being like absolutely defiant and getting beaten down. Yeah, like bet I think better than most people. Like the only other person I'd probably compare him to is like Champer as a face. Yeah, where uh, yeah. when he's getting the shit beaten out of him by like a, a bunch of heels, he's still he, he's like basically dead on the mat, and he's still like trying to bring one of them down to beat them up. And Kingston does that very well. But he, here he gets himself a, a warming danger for his troubles. Yeah, and there we go. Um, the, the the heels 
there's like a there's almost like an uncomfortably I think it's I think it was planned. There's almost like an uncomfortably long sort of like sort of wait afterwards. You know, you're expecting someone to come out and they make the save, but there's yeah. no one. I think they're kind of playing on the idea that obviously Mox and Kingston are sort of on their own. They're, they're their own guys, aren't they? They're sort of like low wolves yeah. in, a, in a in a way, and like they, they don't have any friends to come and help them. Um, yeah. Uh, Kingston saved himself a little bit. I don't know if you realised it when he gets one winged angel. I I said I said that really funny. Um, like uh, when he gets hit with a one winged angel and you do the one, two, three, you just see a tiny little foot wiggle by Eddie Kingston <laughs> on like the three count, a really little one. And it's like, well done, mate. It's so what? casual. <laughs> He's been watching a bit of Triple Mania, hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> right, so. After this, we move on. They announced a few matches and discuss a bit about double or nothing. Yeah, it's a mid official getting Rip Baker versus Hikaru Shida. Yeah. So that's going to be a thing. That'll be about all that. Absolutely slap that match. Uh, and and they, they brought up um, very correctly that this time last year was when Shida broke Brit's nose. Yeah. So there's that. The whole, that'll play into the build up properly at some point, um, which is cool. Uh, right. So next up, we have the hotly. Anticipated mega feud between QT Marshall and Cody Rhodes. Yay! <laughs> now this match wasn't bad, to be totally fair. This, this no. match, as I said to you guys, it felt it felt as if they took like an old school classic match, like Sting versus Flair was the one that came to mind, or maybe like I don't know, it made something similar anyway. And they basically just like went let let's go and pretty much replicate that. It's like if, if like Cody versus Dustin from back when was like a perfectly made glass of Vimto. This is like a glass of Vimto where you just put a bit too much water in. And it's it's fine. But you don't it doesn't quite hit the spot the way that the that the perfectly made one is, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's a very good analogy, mate. <laughs> um JR at the start when the match starts, there's no feeling out. There's no feeling anything. Hard feelings. Cool. <laughs> Hall of Famer Jim Ross. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, mate. Um, so we start off. Cody's not. Cody doesn't even wait. He's, he's, he comes in. He's El Fuego, as um, Mario Ronaldo would say. Um, comes in. He takes his belt off and he wants to batter QT with it, but Bryce has have none of it. So he grabs it off him after some, like theatrics and throws it out the ring. As he's doing this, that enables QT to take his weight belt off and he hits Cody with it. While um, And then Bryce throws his one out the ring as well. So Bryce getting a. Get, working hard for his money today, throwing a lot of belts out the ring. Well, I mean, he does work hard for his money throughout the night. I tell you, but I had a bit of, a, I had a little bit of a gripe with Bryce actually later on in the match. But was it when he whole... was it when he doesn't disqualify Cody when Arn Anderson actually assaults QT Marshall, and, <laughs> and also when Red Velvet was holding um, QT Marshall for Cody to chop. And yeah. he didn't disqualify him then either. It was like, what the fuck? Like, I mean, seriously? I mean, Cody's literally his boss, mate, so, you know. Yeah, yeah I know. But <laughs> yeah, at the same time, come on. Yeah, I, so... I know the I know the very, like, kind of anti-finishing matches by DQ, but that does come a point in time where you've got to think, all right, that's a DQ. I mean, Arn Anderson didn't even, like, just get in his face. He, like, pushed his head against the ring post. Yeah, <laughs> he punched them a couple of times. He was pressing them against the ring post. So a couple of referees to get off him. He nearly pushed Bryce. Yeah, so... If you had the... Yeah, 
I mean, Jesus it, Christ, it, we would have been repaying the favour for Sid. It's it's like it's like <laughs> we're, we're poser party. So like in AW, you can literally do that, and the match is fine. Whereas in WWE, I once saw a match get someone get disqualified because they broke the tag, they broke a pin in a tag team match as their tag team burner. Yeah, they do that every now and again. WWE, it's upsetting, but that's the thing. Now it's like we, we can meet in the middle here somewhere. There's the surely there's some yeah. <laughs> like I I don't mind I don't mind the DQ finish if it makes sense. And I thought you just, you, you just don't need arm to get physical. You can just have him get up in QT's face mm. and have then have QT shove him and then have arm get up and go to go after him and then have the referees restrain him. Then you know it's it's it makes more logical sense that way at least. Yeah, exactly. That was just that was like a little great though. It wasn't like a massive massive thing. So when you're heading towards the finish, uh, um, and we basically this basically turns to a Kurt Angle match because everyone kicks out of everything. Yeah, it's an NXT uh, move. <laughs> um, uh, so, so QT kicks out of a tombstone because he's a fucking baller. That tombstone that goes round and round and round. <laughs> yeah, as well. I, I do enjoy that spot. Yeah. Then QT hits a crossroads and Cody kicks out. And then Cody yeah. kicks hits a crossroads and QT kicks out. QT kicked out of a fucking crossroads. Never crossroads is, the crossroads is getting dangerously close to being like the new angle slam, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. It's getting um, dangerously close. Then there's a nice there's a nice little spot towards the end after the crossroads. So QT sort of like in sort of like desperation and, and sort of amusement, he sort of reaches up towards his former friend and like asks to be to be helped up almost, you know, and Cody being the the, the benevolent, you know, overlord that he is, the the, the, the man of the people, babyface. The pillar of society. The pillar of society. <laughs> he helps he helps sympathetic babyface Cody Rose. He helps QT up to his feet. QT then immediately flips him off. And then Cody goes, right, back down you go then and he just leathers him. <laughs> uh, How did Cody get bust open? It looked it looked hard way. I don't he did he definitely didn't blow it. No, it was hard way, but it was literally between that and the finish. Yeah. Yeah, because the Which there was seconds was, between. The first time I seen it was like the literally the figure four. Maybe he went like maybe he went full Ric Flair and just spontaneously started bleeding. He's got that one just little gash on his head that he constantly opens. But it, was, it, looked like it, it looked like it was like his eyebrow, didn't it? It was coming from like just above his eye. It looked either his eyebrow or like on the bridge of his nose, just yeah. like by his eye. But I couldn't tell where it was. But it was just like so abrupt and out of nowhere. I was like, how the fuck's that happened? So yeah, so Cody, Cody locks in the figure four. QT taps. He's in the middle of the ring. He's got nowhere to go. He taps out. Um, Cody stands there, soaks in the. I must admit, like I don't know if it's just. I can tolerate, not tolerate's a bad word, I, I appreciate Cody a lot more when there's a crowd behind him, and it, yeah. really, it really helped tonight. Yeah, yeah, like, he, he's got a similar sort of thing for me to, like, Cena, where when he's got a crowd that's really behind him, you can really appreciate him a lot more than when he's got, like, a crowd they are like, oh, fuck, here we go again. Yeah. Uh, so Cody's soaking in the, um, you know, the, 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 joy, the, the adulation of the crowd, and out comes Anthony Gogo. Um, with something in his hands that's definitely not a folded Union Jack and he runs into the ring gives Cody the the, the one bomb mega punch the, the falcon punch uh, right to the stomach Cody drops like a sack of shit and um, yeah Gogo just drapes him with the uh, the Union Jack and uh, there we go uh, as I said on the discord 
Cody's going to be shitting out his blood and guts for three weeks. I mean, that's what <laughs> that's what Gogo put on. That's what that's what Gogo put on to us, mate. Yeah. Oh, did he? I didn't even notice. <laughs> you fucking liked it, though, like. Retweet. Yeah. Is that what you mean? <laughs> you liked it because, like, that's what I saw it first. I was like, "What's he doing?" So then, uh, don't so tell Anthony a go-go this. After that, we cut up to the top of the um, sort of stadium where we've got an interview with Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. So they cut a promo on Sting. Uh, so a really good, really good promo from Scorpio Sky saying about how like Sting's a mosquito sucking out the blood of AW. He's here to leech off like the, you know, the other talent. Um, he's I, think I, pref- I think I prefer heel Scorpio Sky to face Scorpio Sky. Yeah, like, I like he's got he's got purpose and like a character. Whereas before he was just he- like. I want to win titles. Now he's like, he's I'm... very good at he's very good at coming across quite cold as well mm-hmm. when he's a when he's a heel. Yeah. As in her cold Scorpio. Possibly. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't I couldn't possibly comment. Um, Ethan Page then cuts a really nice promo as well. He harks back to um, his previous history with Derby in the Indies and some of the brutal matches yeah. they had, uh, which Jay is very excited about. <laughs> I know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, he obviously says he tells Darby to like look under his makeup and look look at the scars that he's got from from the matches that they had and who he gave them, um, which is really cool. And then out of nowhere, a wild Darby appears and just literally teleports in from from stage left and smashes Ethan Page into a concrete pillar, which was insane. <laughs> it looked so good. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just absolutely. It's the fact that he comes literally out of nowhere, as you yeah. said, and just. No, doesn't say a word. Just I mean, he's he's bad. approaching Ray Phoenix suicide dive speeds when he yeah. when he hits uh, Ethan Page there. He's about to like combust into flame. He's going that fast. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's when he fucking just casually, I'm saying casually in bunny ears, like runs up the fucking pillar to hit the coffin drop on a standing Ethan Page. Like yeah. he scurries right up there, no lost footing or anything. Jesus. Yeah, it's, it's pretty dope. Uh, it's just they have a little bit of a, a bit of a hardcore fight up the top. Obviously, in the numbers game eventually. Scorpio Sky just wangs him with a bin, and um, that's that's Darby sort of off his feet. And then they um, they take they, so they take him across to like I'll talk to you about this very briefly on the on the um on the group chat. They take him across to like a, a sort of like stair area, and it, there's like a very obvious like side of the arena. And I thought, oh, they've got a crash mat down there. They're gonna they're gonna hew him off the um off the side of the stand. But no, they just punt him down a flight of stairs. They punt, like, <laughs> legitimately down a, a flight of concrete stairs. And he yeah. just, Darby just takes it in, like, with no shirt on, just down a flight of stairs. Yeah. Well, he, had, he had, like, a leather jacket on, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was, was open at the front. <laughs> yeah. They, they, also, they also had um, Ethan Page had those, was it Louis Vuittons or something? Yeah, spike with, like, yeah, Louis Vuitton, yeah, spikes. Like, he sort of grind his face on them for a bit. And then, yeah, he just, like, Who's him down a flight of stairs? Like, like I'm, I'm saying this repeatedly to hope that it, that, it, that it sinks in. An actual flight of concrete, like you know, when when you go to the footy or you go to like a gig and you walk up the stairs, like well, these are pretty hard. These imagine falling down them like face first. That's literally what Darby did for real. Like there was no camera cut; it was live. I, I was like, oh no, they must. Yeah. Have, oh no, no, that's just Darby's body. He's just going that's down the stairs. That's just Darby being a fucking lunatic. <laughs> so yeah, um, big big respect to Darby Allen for allowing that to happen to himself. Um, yeah, um, the medical team got in check on him. He's, he's sort of favouring an arm. So, I mean, there's something that's coming up a bit later, which obviously this is probably going to play. It's the same arm that um, Ethan Page was talking about on commentary that's got like an yeah, a, the, a metal plate and like metal. screws in. Yeah. Which, if you haven't seen the footage of, um, it's it's very gruesome. 
Yeah. He, he just hits Darby in the elbow with like a shovel and like the, the sort of sharp end just like slices his arm open and just explodes of oh, blood. It's fucking grim. Um yep, so that there we go. So obviously the the, the sort of Scorpio Darby and they they talk as well about how they, they took Sting out of the picture last week when they, they sort of incapacitated him. So yeah, um obviously yeah. this program's gonna continue. Darby's got some other problems, we'll get to in a bit. Um, he's got other things in his in uh, coming up behind him. There's future mayor, the victim, Darby Allen. Yeah, future future corpse, Darby Allen. Um, so moving on, we've got Dr. Britt Baker versus Julia Hart, who uh, making no relation uh, making AEW Dynamite debut, I do believe. Yeah, uh, no relation. She's not really done much outside of AEW. She's a nightmare factory student. Oh, fair play. Yeah, because yeah. they've just they've just had another um another class like graduate, haven't they? Another like yeah. not graduate. They have that like they have that show, don't they? At the end of every like year, and like it's just happened again. Um, so we're probably seeing a few new a few new like developmental faces popping up in AEW over the next the next couple of weeks and months, which is nice. It's always I mean it's great to see how many from like last year have like stuck the landing in AEW and have like yeah. you know even if they're on dark or elevation. Good to see how many of them yeah. have made their um. You made themselves a presence there. Uh, just a quick note about Dark this week. Um, you all must go and watch um, one of the lads from Top Flight had a match with Danny Limelight. Oh, nice. Yeah, so, I've see, I, I seen the Leapfrog. I've seen yeah, that. But, where yeah. he, is it Dante? Where he legitimately jumps, like his, the soles of his feet go six feet in the air when he jumps. Yeah. And it's utterly ludicrous. I don't know how he does it. <laughs> he could be Sin Cara. Um, yeah, so uh, um, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be checking that out over the weekend. Uh, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, Danny, Danny Limelight is the, the MVP of, of, of Dark, really, um, if you ever get a I chance mean, to see him. If he was Sin Cara, he would have snuffed the landing and dislocated his finger. So. <laughs> <laughs> and he would have had the wolf shirt on. Have you, so, have you seen the um, Chris Van Bleet interview with him where he's got a wolf shirt and the wolf's mask? Fuck off. <laughs> it's, it's like, he put it up like in the last like day or two. But like the masks, like literally made up of wolves, uh, wolves badges. Oh damn! Okay. Um, yeah, so not an awful lot to say about this match. It's it's literally a one minute squash match. Um, Rip Baker just beats Julia up a little bit, hits an air raid crash, and puts on the lotjo. And yeah, she taps, and that's a win. Uh, one thing I do like, I've, I've only noticed today about Rip Baker is her entrance video now because has blood all over it. Because why wouldn't it? Well, yeah. Also, um. When they have the thing of her looking in the mirror on her entrance video, it's looking back, like looking in the mirror, like the reflection in the mirror is her when she'd have broken nose. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, I thought that was a cool touch. And, uh, another, so, one thing I will say, uh, obviously, during during this like lockdown and when, like, obviously, you know, hygiene and, and hand washing and, and sort of, you know, not being a filthy bastard became a thing. Um, well, for some people. Um, Obviously, Brit started having to use a vinyl glove to apply a lot because you can't just put a hand to someone's mouth when there's you know a worldwide pandemic. And I really, I think that's really improved the theatrics of the move like an awful lot. Like especially yeah. as a heel, I think, a, I think it's a really good touch. Yeah, as a heel, like in this match as well, it was especially good. So she sort of like she put like Julia down, and then she sort of went over and she she put the glove and she and she did every theatrical thing. She got the glove off Rebel and she she put it on and she snapped it and you know it was like a big. It's like almost like a big. Oh yeah, she's done. It's time. You know, gloves on. And then she had a crash and then locks it in. I, I really like it. I think it uh, it really built adds to like the the sort of the cockiness of her character and and sort of like the the sort of you know yeah, it was great. Um, yeah, so yeah, absolutely. decent little squash match. They talk about obviously 
she's number one ranked. She's facing Sheeta. It just just gets it G'd up for that, really, doesn't it? So. Yeah, it's it's been like a year in the making as well, hasn't it? Mm. As you said, and they've, they've done a really good job of, of keeping them apart as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I thought this was going to be the title match they were going to go with for a uh, full gear, and maybe it should have been because obviously the Nyla she the one they kind of it was still a little bit fresh in everyone's mind. But um, yeah, I think I think like the build for this has been sublime. I really do. Yeah. Um, right. So next we get one of one of my favourite things on the show actually, and it was some, <laughs> it was only a small thing, but it was um, it was another Taz's take. And so if you remember this, this is back before Taz fully turned heel. He would do this thing where he'd like analyse like um, the, the sort of the anatomy of, of an AEW star and how they do their moves and stuff. This time he's done one on Christian, <laughs> and it's really good because he just like subtly negs him the entire time. Yeah, and it's brilliant. It's so, absolutely pulls him down. So they show him doing like a frog splash, and then like they they pause it, and like he, he sort of circles like his quads, and it's like yeah, you can see how like the lack of explosiveness from Christian's quads like hamper the damage that he's causing. Isn't that a play on the um the whole Vince thing that he didn't like how little Christian's legs were? <laughs> I honestly I have no idea. And then, then they talk about um we talk about like when he's hitting the kill switch and it's like, yeah, look at his inconsistent footwork and they show him like, hitting it three times and his feet are in like different positions. And then it shows him like, trying to do it on Hobbs and then he's like, Yeah, and then he tries putting Hobbs and look look Hobbs is just too strong and he just throws him away. But, but he, he got lucky on one of them. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah he eventually like, got lucky. And then he just segues completely and he's like, and then you see, like, look, when he comes up against someone like Brian Cage, who just beat Hangman like this, and he just shows you Brian Cage hitting the yeah. drill and He's not got a chance to do that to Brian Cage. <laughs> so, yeah, this is, this is, this was, I really enjoy this. Um, yeah, I thought it was really good fun. Um, if this is, this is the best way to use Taz as like a sort of shit heel basically it, it's something I'd really missed as well like that like that analysis thing that Taz that, like used to do was really good like Taz's takes I think it was called wasn't it yeah, it was, like, yeah. it was just really good because it was it did give it like a bit more of like a kind of like like on um, Monday Night Football when you see them go going through like a goal or a touchdown it's like well this is what they should have done to defend this better and all that it's just really, really clever. It gives it a bit more of a legitimate feel. But which now that great. Taz is healed, he's just going to do it like talking shit about people, which is even better. Oh, yeah. Yep, right. So moving on then, we have um, the four-way tag match. Winner gets a title shot next week against the Unbox. Oh. So we have the Varsity Blondes, SCU, Jurassic Express, with full banging Tarzan boy entrance, with it with yeah. everyone going proper for it, which I loved. And yeah. then, oh, we've got the acclaimed. Uh, well, oh, Marcus... Marco's done going for the NWO HBK look. Yeah. With his fucking hat backwards and that. Well done, mate. Proud of you. Uh, <laughs> do, do we want to talk about what Castro said? Yes, yes, we do. Oh, yes. <laughs> Some quality references here. <laughs> it's the claim two sexy kids about to make Daniels quit the wrestling biz. Fair. Um, yep. Varsity Blondes. You're a temporary thing. In ten years, you'll be on dark side of the ring. I mean, that's that's that's, that's very topical. For, yeah. for those who don't Jokes. know, Brian Pillman, uh, Brian Pillman Jr.'s dad is on dark side of the ring like today, and and Brian Pillman Jr. is in, interviewed on it as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jungle, I'll slap you like you, John Stossel. Uh, 
it, it's a dark side, another dark side of the ring reference, actually. It's um he's the interviewer who got slapped by um ah. I can't remember his name now. Doctor something. Aye. I'm with you. I'm with you now. Yeah. Uh, Luchasaurus in a turn. I'm a turn you into a fossil. Get it? He's a dinosaur. Yeah. Uh, you claimed you claimed is up. We take the tails off those two young cucks. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and, then, and then he literally says, yeah, I called them that. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I love as well. Um, I, like an added little thing they've they've done in the last couple of weeks where Bowen's like proper is like, oh shit. He said that. Yeah. Just hates everyone up. Yeah. They're, they're, they're fantastic. I mean, they're, 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 oh, de- really they're, like they're decent enough in the ring, but like, I just want to see them all the time because they're just so, they just make me, they make me happy. And like, they don't even make me laugh, they just make me happy. Yeah, they're both, they're both like really talented, aren't they? They're just, they're just dripping with charisma. Yeah, that's a good way to describe. Um, so yeah, we'll go into the match. Um, Decent match, really, really solid match. Uh, it's a little messy at times. Obviously, it's eight guys in there. Uh, there's a bit of like confusion over like who's illegal because it's that weird like sort of two people in the ring and anyone can tag in and like every now and then they just have a big fight and then trying to remember who's the legal man after that point is just a fucking nightmare. So did, you just sort of do the best you can. Did this match at any point uh, be an elimination match? Like no. from no, between... no, it was it was an eliminator match, which is like their way of saying number one contender match. Right, that's where I've got right. Yeah, because okay, I, I was gonna say I thought <laughs> I thought it would have actually been better suited as an elimination match. Yeah, I, I mean obviously, obviously the they're, they're sort of trying to keep the time down on it. Yeah. We've all got things to get to. Um Yeah. So yeah, it, I mean Max Castle looked good in this. Um Bowen's had a little spot to shine. I thought Pillman did all right. You know, he had a he had a couple of nice spots. Um Pillman was also wearing his dad's tights. Well, they were wearing um they pointed out, yeah, they were wearing um Cincinnati Bengals colours to honor the, the late Brian Pillman. No, I think I think the ones he was wearing um were his actual like flying Brian ones. Oh cool. From like the early nineties. Yeah. I saw something about that. That's sweet. Um, Luchasaurus mm-hmm. looked really good in this. He had a few big, big spots where he just took a load of guys out. There's a really cool bit where um, Luchasaurus he, is so over as well, isn't he? He goes to like he goes, he, goes to, like, he goes to like tail whip. He goes like hook kicks. Um, Bowens who ducks and he just nails Caster with it and like knocks Caster mm-hmm. out. And then Bowens is like looking dead pleased. Nothing ducked it and his fuck just comes back the other way and just nails Bowens. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. Um, yeah. And then, so that they they sort of they're sort of playing on obviously that SEU could end up breaking up here without even being pinned because obviously they said if, if they lose a match they'll stop teaming together, and you almost get that that little feeling of desperation there with SEU like they're always the ones diving in to break up pins. Um, it's, it sort of gave it away when they said that. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know, it I think it was a foregone, wasn't it? Really, that they were gonna. Look at the end of the day. At the end of Die Hard, you know, but, you know, Bruce Willis is going to kill Alan Rickman. It doesn't mean it's not exciting when it happens. They, they, they could have, they could have easily said like, "Oh, we didn't actually get beat if they did lose, as long as they're not in the pinning situation. As long as it's not them that get pinned, they can. They could have technically went, oh, didn't get beat. But obviously, they were going to be number one contenders for double or nothing anyway. So." Yeah, well, anyway, it's, it's not for double or nothing. It's no, it's next, it's, next, it's next week. Well, oh, sorry. Well, I, e- even worse, my 
what a saint still stands. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so Pilman gets a near fall on Kaz, and then um, Kaz gets him up for the, um, for, the, for the tombstone. They hit the best melter ever. And um, that's it. That's it. SEU, obviously, uh, surprisingly win. Um, so we, next week we'll have SEU versus the Bucks, and presumably the Bucks are going to get nuclear heath by um, retiring Christopher Daniels. Yeah. Yeah. I'm being dicks to them as well. Oh god, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be hilarious. Like BTE. Wait, so is Daniels up. actually going to retire? I don't know. I mean, people are just assuming that because he's a bit old, aren't they? But what, was it? No, he's he? Yeah, he's had a lot more indie matches than Chris Jericho. Yeah, That's true. was was the thing not that um, they'll just split as a team? They would just split up. Yeah, yeah, but no I think one. I think the sort of implications that nobody wants to see a Chris for Daniels singles push in 2021. <laughs> no, I mean we got we got one in a tw- was twenty seventeen twenty eighteen and that felt like a little bit of a pity for yeah. Uh, so I think I think Kaz is good to go. You can put him in the you can put him in the um, the TNT title picture, but maybe Daniels might because he he does all backstage stuff as well, doesn't he? So I think the sort of the, the internet, the internet relations, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. So the yeah. Inter- the internet sort of wisdom, the internet sort of general collective is that he's going to retire. I mean, he hasn't said this and he might not, you know, he might swerve as well, he might wrestle for another five years and, you know, actually have some really good matches because he's Christopher Daniels and he probably could, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see where this goes. Ricky Morton's still going and he's 60-something. So. He's, and he's fully vaccinated yeah. now, mate, so he's going to fuck people up. He's still going to keep going. Give us Rock and Roll Express versus FDR, can you, coward? <laughs> <laughs> Open that forbidden door one more time. Give me what I want! <laughs> uh, so then we have a really after this we have a really cool little promo um, about the IWGP United States title and Eugene Nagata. I really like this because I knew no, I know nothing about this guy. Um, I I just came in my pants and it came out blue. Fuck me! Oh, that um, <laughs> that whole thing as well though, made made this match feel like a pay per view match. Yeah. I, I mean, we, we've said this about Moxie before, is he can literally take 15 seconds of talking and make you care about a match. He's got that, he's got that ability and he mm. did it here and it's phenomenal. And, and, and like, they got to show a few clips of Nagata saying like, yeah, you know, I'm coming back to America, I accept your challenge, blah, blah, blah. And then Moxie's like, yeah. And then he just goes bang and like, oh, you know, I really want to see that match now. <laughs> I just, I just need it. Yeah. yeah like, if you've not seen a Yuji Nagata match, I don't think he's ever had a bad match with anyone. Like he's very good. Yeah, um, at, at the very least, it's always like just above average. For for any for anyone listening that wants to see uh, someone, I don't know the exact date, but he literally had a match on a Nitro against Dean Malenko. For, I think it was for the US title. Oof, yeah, and now like on literally to the day, like last week or something. It, and it's almost day. to the day. Yeah, it was like yeah. twenty years ago to the day. I'll, I'll, um, I'll, I'll have a bit of that, yeah. That sounds, uh, sounds banging. Not 20 years ago, like 25 years ago, it'll be, I guess. Maybe, um, either yeah, way. Yeah. Okay, so then we see, so next up we see the Blood and Guts cage being lowered, so we're getting ready for the main event. Uh, it's, it's coming, it's not quite there yet. First, we have um, a, a, a T, a, an AEW World Championship announcement for Double or Nothing, so we're going to find out who Kenny Omega's opponent will be at the next pay-per-view. Um, Omega's out. Uh, he come, this is brilliant. He comes out with the AW title around his waist, <laughs> and um, Nakazawa comes out with the, the the impact. Is it the impact? Yeah, it's the no, it's the TN. The no, TNA it's TNA round his waist. If you told me triple A one over one shoulder. And um, the impact yeah, over if, the if you told me in 2021, I would see Michael Nakazawa wearing the TNT, the TNA <laughs> World Championship. I would and not know what to believe. Bully Ray is fucking livid about it. 
I, I don't know why. Like they're going to put their own title at the front here. Uh, yeah, I think I think it's more the fact that like why isn't Kenny just carrying all his belts? But then you look at you look back at like even like the nineties when Dan the B Seven had all the fucking like all the belts, and he was in WWE, and you had Cornette behind him carrying about eight I mean, belts, has, as has, well as seven carrying eight belts. Has Buddy Ray not seen any boxing? Yeah, exactly. Ever. Exactly. I think like, I think what we learned from like from this and like Anthony Gogo is that wrestling fans just don't know anything about boxing. No, no. That's so anyway, so we um so we get so we get the announcement. So Kenny Kenny sort of Kenny cuts he does like a a little he does a really cool like double job here. So he gets he, he sort of starts off by hyping the crowd up for um for blood and guts, and then he sort of turns it around and gets his heat, which is who who's ready for blood and guts? Me. I'm glad someone is. <laughs> <laughs> all over. What a wee bastard! <laughs> hey, Kenny's giving me real vibes at the moment of like a like a cross of like WCW flair and NWA flair. Yeah, he's, like he's, the leader he's, of the Horsemen. He's like got all the fucking all the fucking flair and pizzazz, and then flair in like '98, '99 when they were putting him in a fucking mental asylum. <laughs> He's clearly watched a lot of old Ric Flair shit, hasn't he? Um, yeah. This character. Yeah, he modelled himself on Flair recently. So Tony announces, the big announcement is that next week on Dynamite, we're going to have a well, eliminated match and a contenders match between the two top-ranked um, competitors in the men's division. And that is Pac and Orange Cassidy. So Kenny just immediately goes off and is like, oh, brilliant, yeah, so it's going to be Pac then. Um, remember me, Pac, he, he beat me, he made me tap out, he beat me in a tag match. People have been asking for the rematch, it's going to be great. You know, this, that, the other. And um, Tony's like, well, and he's like, oh, just announce it, Tony. Announce it next, it's a double or nothing, it's going to be Kenny Omega versus Pac. And then Tony's like, well, it's going to be Kenny Omega versus Pac or Orange Cassidy. And then Kenny's like, what, who? And then he like, sort of pretends like he doesn't know who the fuck Orange Cassidy is. Yeah. And like, then all of a sudden, there is Orange Cassidy. He's out on the stage. I uh, go on, Aaron. I, I I've got issues with this. I think we've got different opinions on this. That's why I said you go on and out. Right? I'll okay. I, I've got issues with this. Just it, it did get very very cringy to begin with for Kenny, like say Park or Hooks. You said it more than once. Mm. You said it numerous times. I get yeah. that's the whole point. Yeah, the, the, whole, the whole point is that like he doesn't recognise Orange yeah. Cassidy as like a competitor, as like a, on his level basically. Oh, it obvious. Uh, I'm saying obviously. Um, it annoyed me as well. Just Orange just sort of stood there, took everything. I get he shouldn't. He doesn't care, or he doesn't say anything. He doesn't do anything, but he does care because at the end it's... of all this, it does give you emotion. So it's mm. like. I think I think it was more like his um, kind of because he, he he started using that as like mind games now, wasn't he? Yeah, like to get into his opponent's head, like you pissing off the uh, Pentagon last week when he did the like lazy kicks, um, and he uh, he does it to like piss off like anyone. I think I think that this feels to me and. Basically, like it feels to me like full circle for Orange Cassidy, like the the fit, the next sort of evolution of his character. So we started off with him at Revolution 15 months ago, where he faced Pac and he got beat by Pac and everyone was writing him off. And then 
the second he got in the ring with Pac, everyone's like, oh, fucking hell, like Orange Cassidy's amazing. And now he's facing, he's facing Pac to earn a chance to win the AEW title. And the only person now who doesn't, who still is overlooking him is the world champion. So him then, get, and probably Pac as well, to be fair, but then he's going to have that match with Pac He's probably going to beat Pac, let's be honest, because they already kind of laid the groundwork because they had to. And then when he does beat Pac, then it's like either Kenny's taking him serious or he's going to really surprise everybody at double or nothing. And my <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't think he's going to win the title, but I think oh. what I mean is I think he's going to take Kenny to the limit. Yeah. Um, and I think they're going to have an absolute awesome match. I, I think anybody who's writing Orange off about his ring ability and about the kind of matches have with Kenny clearly needs to just take a minute and realize like when he like when he's actually firing up in a match, he's fucking awesome. Like take a look at any of the matches he's had over the last 15 months and you can see that. Yeah. Yeah, I I I'm with you on that. Um yeah, and there's a couple of great moments in this. So, um, first of all, I, I said this to you on, on when I was watching it live. Um, it's easy to forget. Now we've had a year of no crowds. Crowds are back. Like this is the, this is the biggest crowd they've had for like over a year in, in AW. Good God, Orange Cassidy is over. Like the it's. I mean, it's 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 still a reduced crowd, but it's an, it's a it's a loud chant when he appears. Isn't, yeah. Isn't Orange like their highest selling match? Yes. Yeah, he is. He is their John Cena. Like ridiculously, weirdly, um, <laughs> he, he is, is there in you, Dave. He is fucking over. Like, yeah. and when I, I know, I, I get what Aaron was saying about like he doesn't react, and like it's easy. I, and we, it's, it's this has been a thing over during the pandemic, and like it's been a bit flat because he doesn't do anything. But when you've got crowds there, like the crowd does the reaction for him almost. Mm. So you, 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 yeah. it's not it, it's not like you're not waiting for Orange to, to say anything because the, the crowd reaction tells the story that he's a big deal. Yeah, yeah it, it's just the one time he shows emotion, he just gets made to like a cunt. I know that's what they were going for. It just seemed a bit. Yeah. And, and then it, it ends real nicely. <laughs> Kenny Omega just nicks his glasses basically, and and, and gives them to Nakazawa and says, "Is limited, limited edition, freshly squeezed orange Ravens." Yeah, uh, and so they look better on Nakazawa than they do on Orange Cassidy. Um, and there we I, go. I one bit as well where Kenny was like showing off the belts. I just remember that he's going to Nak. Nak Genshot, show them all the belts. Show them all the belts. <laughs> and Nakazawa couldn't get the TNA title in the shot. And Tony just got, like goes, oh, sick. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like you say, Joe, it's, it's going to be really interesting next week. We've got, um, like you say, um, Orange Cassidy's got to come full circle and overcome Pac, you know, the man who the man who beat him in his in-ring debut. So he's got to prove that he's become a better wrestler. And yeah, and then obviously, I mean, it, it, there is every chance this could be a swerve and Pac will win, but it looks very heavily like they're setting up cast go forward here. I think either way, it's a win-win for fans, isn't it? Well, you've got so you've you've just laid the groundwork here for for Kenny versus Cassidy, and you've obviously got the Kenny Pack sort of feud, but that's bubbled away, you know, all the way through AW as as a company. So yeah, whatever whatever way they go, I think I think they'll both compete for the title at some point this year. Yeah, um, like storyline wise, just now, Pat can go do something with Death Triangle, 
Orange hasn't got anything. Well, packs, 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 packs what's interesting pack, is... Pack, packs invincible. You can just pull them out anytime you want and throw them into the main event yeah. and it's fine. Well, what, what's yeah. really interesting is that Death Triangle uh, actually feuding with best friends and obviously that's going to what it's going to come down to. So there's even the potential that they could, they could swerve everyone. It ends in a draw and then we get a triple threat. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be against that. Um, uh, either, as I say, no matter what the outcome is, love those three things, we all win. It's it's just that simple, isn't it? Yeah. So before before Tony gets to sit down, <clears throat> he's got another guest, and it's your boy Miro, uh, who is significantly less chill than the previous um, interviewees. He rips the mic off Tony and announces that he has a match for the TNT title next week against Darby Allen. That wasn't a contract in his hand. It was a death warrant. <laughs> it was, it was just a, yeah. It was just a, yeah. it was just a, a license to kill. Um, <laughs> it was Darby Allen's death certificate. Yeah, and so they made a note on commentary, which was interesting. They said that if Darby's not able to compete, then he will forfeit the title. He has to forfeit. Yeah, so he's he has to make that match. Or so so anyway. obviously, they're making it a thing out of the assault yeah. he suffered earlier in the night when he fell on the stairs. So I actually uh, got an update on this on a fightful earlier. Um, they actually said like there was genuine concern after that bump that Darby took is about that because, whether he. Is, is that because he fell down a fucking flight of stairs? <laughs> <laughs> there, there, was, there was genuine concern within the company about whether Darby was going to be okay to wrestle Nero. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, apparently he is all right, but he's he's they they made a point of saying he's as all right as you can be from getting thrown down a set of concrete. Oh, just stairs. imagine that you you emerge like relatively unscathed from your stair fall. And your reward is you get to fight Miro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Miro's definitely going to kill Darby, isn't he? Yeah. Well, they've, they've. So, I think he's going to take the title. I mean, they've. they've he's just tied. I think he's the right a couple, person. A couple of things. Well, One, he's just tied Cody's record. Mm. Yeah. So you know, Cody's getting that fucking tip X out, and he's he's rewriting the booking on this match. Cody's <laughs> fucking livid. It's like, how did this happen? But he's not beating it. He's not beating it. <laughs> <laughs> Two, they've given him, they've given him an out to protect him. He's literally just been yeeted down a flight of stairs. You know, he's not going to be hundred yeah, yeah. percent by the time the match rolls around. And come on, fucking look at Miro. He looks like he could. Eat him. I, I think Miro as well. Like at this point in his like AEW run, needs it. Yeah, like he needs it a lot more. Um, Kip Sabian didn't die for nothing. Exactly, Kip didn't die for this. Um, but yeah, I think just just in general, like Miro's booking. As we've been, we've been very critical of. I think this new sort of destroyer character they've been teasing, which is what we've all wanted to see. It, it's it's the right time to like the, the belt. The belt will make the man in that situation but where he needs to actually destroy someone. Obviously, for it to for, for it to pay off. And there's arguably, other than Orange Cassidy, there's not a babyface as beloved as Darby. Yeah. So oh, can, it can would imagine, make. Can you imagine Miro just fucking? Eating jobbers every week on T on a uh, dynamite for in TNT title defenses. Yeah, it'd be amazing. Just harvest. It'll be like um in Lucha Underground when um Quito was just feeding frat boys to Matanza. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, boy. I'm, I'm, I'm all I'm all for it. Um okay, so here we are. We've arrived in somewhat timely fashion at Blood and Guts itself, the main event. Uh they explain the rules, which just Robert explains the rules. It's um it's basically war games, except you have to. It's OG have, war games. Yeah, so it's it's uh, no pinfalls. It's submission or surrender. 
the only ways to, to win or lose. Uh, so for those of you who don't, who have never seen a War Games match, uh, two men enter. It's not. It's five men on each team. One guy from each team starts out. They wrestle for five minutes. After five minutes, one man from another team. It's the pinnacle. They have the advantage, so they get the two on one. Uh, they come in, and after every two minutes, someone from alternating teams comes in. So it goes two on one, two on two, three on two, three on three, etc. Until it's five on five. Once all men are in, the match officially begins, and then it's just a free. There's no DQs, obviously. It's a fucking cage match. Um, and it just goes until someone submits or surrenders. And yeah, there we go. So we start out with Sammy Guevara and Dax. Um, they, they make a lot of talk and commentary that um, Tully selected Dax to go first because he's got the best engine. He's got the biggest tank. He can, he can go the most distance. stamina, yeah. Um, yeah. Was Spears not meant to start the match? Uh, I don't think so. No, the Spears teased, teased it, but he didn't. Yeah, Spears is, 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 is a little snake, though, and he? so he's going to say shit like that and then not do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't, he didn't like explicitly say. He just teased it. Um, my favorite spot, my, my favorite spot of this pairing is when Sammy hits a double springboard into a cutter. Yeah, that's at the very end when the countdown goes down. Yeah, yeah. So Sammy's on. They're both in separate rings. Sammy jumps onto like the near ring ropes, springboards onto the second lot of ring ropes, and then springboards again and hits a cutter, which was fucking sick. Yeah, he, he had to twist for it as well. Yeah, which was the mental thing. But um, so then Spears comes. Uh, the two minutes hit. Spears comes in. He's got his chair, and they, they, well, they sort they sort of play off this like really well. This next this next period where um, it's almost like Sammy's got to keep the momentum going. Like he can't let up. He's got because he, he's there's two guys and one of them's got a chair and he's going to hurt them. So he's literally he's got to just barrel into both of them and try and keep the the pressure on them both. Mm-hmm. Um, By this point, Dax is already caught open from yeah. being either whipped in the key. <laughs> Yeah, Dax is already bleeding. Um, Spears hits a massive spine buster on the semi. Uh, hits him with a chair. Oh, the, the Dax scare shot. Yeah. <laughs> Where Sammy, Sammy, like, turned into it, didn't he? He gets his shoulder up, like, just, like, because they, they, yeah. they, they, they show it very well with the camera. Yeah, um, the camera had done a lot of work for it. Like, well there's, there's one laser, which is definitely not a safe chair shot. We'll talk about that when we get no. to it. <laughs> no! <laughs> That one and Sammy was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, so, I mean, they, they do a really good job of presenting Spears at the start. This is, like, a really dangerous person. Like, a really vi- like he's he's full, like, psycho mode when he's in. His gear as well was the best out of all, all them all night, I thought. Yeah, oh, just just to, 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 to quickly. So, um, yeah, the end of the, the Pinnacle are wearing white, which looks really nice. Uh, like, very, mm. um, very cool. Totally, he's got, like, a white suit on as well. It's, it's real, real nice. Um, the Inner Circle have, like, prison jumpsuits on. And on the back, yeah. they have their name and like their local prison, basically like the prison closest to where they grew up. So Pran have like Rikers, Jericho has like some fucking place in Canada, and etc. Yeah. etc. Uh, which is really cool because obviously they, they, those talk obviously um, Pran and Powerful on the promo last week they were saying about how like it was like being locked up and like they've been locked up, so they know what it's like. So that was really cool. Um, and also um, Pran and Powerful have their dead dead president's face paint back on, which they wore in the parking lot brawl, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. Lasts about five minutes because he sweated off, but you know it looks. Yeah, we, uh, I, ch- I checked the uh, temperature there, and it was fucking like scorching hot, <laughs> um, and really humid. So by the time they got in the cage, it was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, gone. it was just gone. It was there for five minutes. Um, <clears throat> yep. Yeah, so um, lovely move on the second section where again Sammy 
probably the, one of the MVPs this match, uh, Sammy. He does a Spanish... So he does. He jumps on one of the ropes, spears on the other rope, and he jumps across and then hits a Spanish fly. Yeah. But didn't, didn't Ortiz throw a chair at Spears and Spears then jumped across? Yeah. Yeah. And it went yeah, into it the Spanish the fly. Nice. Which was nuts. Um, then Sammy tried to do a springboard to break up a move and just fucking bend it. Yeah. Like, landed on his face. It looked really horrible. Yeah. Um, I think that was the first point in the match where I was, like, worried that someone was, hit, like, seriously hurt. Yeah. I, thought, I thought it was, like, a result of that chair. I was like, I hope Sammy there was, a, there was a lot of guys just landing real hard in this match, like, on, like, their yeah. sides and, like, shoulders and faces. Well, and... talk about, like, hard head. Cash comes out next and just leaps at Ortiz over the ropes. A massive forearm. Like, I don't know what he was going didn't, for. Didn't he do? But, a, didn't he do like a doomsday device, like a springboard doomsday yeah, device? Like he, 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 but he, like, he barely touched that rope when he jumped off it, and he was yeah. like properly leaning. I was like, "Oh yeah, fucker!" <laughs> so they yeah. hit. They hit. They hit a spike brainbuster on Ortiz. Oh, it looked horrible as well. Um, there was one. There was um, as well one thing that I will say, which I hope they get fixed for next time either by making the cage a bit wider or making it a bit tighter to the ring was those two instances where people fell down the gap between the cage and the ring and it got like a little bit scary at times like yeah especially, it looked, like it's it so nice yeah one was um that cash did like a gory bomb on ortiz and ortiz just like slid down the cage that one looked yeah. all right but i was still like oh fucking hell i hope he's all right but then there was one where he threw Santana into it and he like caught his ankle on like the side. I was like, shit, I hope he's all right. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, they had like barriered off, like they had floored the two sides, just not the front yeah. and the back of the hard cam. I don't know why they didn't just put another two long bits in. But... So, yeah, so Santana yeah. was in next. And then during the break, obviously, we had a picture in picture. Wardlow comes in and he just murders everybody. Santana when he came in as well just a quick one on that that was such a good like hot it was almost like a hot tag wasn't it yeah but it was so good like he's firing up on everyone I was like like, fuck me Santana's like such a top baby face like in the making if they want to do it yeah he was was phenomenal when Santana comes in as well Ortiz eventually gets from under the ring and he's got like barbed wire wrapped around his fucking forearm and he's just sticking it in Dax's head Ortiz on it was it? Ah, it was Ortiz, sorry, but yeah. it was when uh, it was when Santana had slid down, yeah. Yeah. Um. So then Wardlow comes in and just does an absolute murder on everybody. Like he just he's literally just throwing people into like the stratosphere. Yeah. <laughs> you just gotta hope you land swords are straight. <laughs> as G- as Jr. would say, he's big, strong, and smart. The last may take him the farther risk. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> poor Jr. He was he was overwhelmed. He was there was a lot going on here. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, um, so yeah, so Wardlow's in, and then as soon as like, so they do a really good job of like pairing people off. So obviously, you end up with like the the first three on each team, and like um, the, the tag team, and like the, the sort of the the other guy. So it's like Guevara, Spears, FTR, Proud and Powerful. Then Wardlow's in. So obviously, as soon as Wardlow comes in, like you see Hager on the outside, like he's almost pacing, isn't he? And he's like sort of like licking his lips, and he's like you see him, he's doing all his MMA stuff. He's like you know flexing his joints and, and sort of getting limber. Um. And I really, I really enjoy. It. I mean, I'm not the biggest Hager fan normally, but god damn it, when you use them like this, it really works. Yeah, 
Um, also, I'm still not fair over him not being a heel. Like, sympathetic babyface Hagar. Well, they done it. <laughs> they done it smartly in this match because you didn't really see much of him unless he was flying across going for Wardlow. Yeah, <laughs> like, he, 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 he just <laughs> wanted to fight Wardlow forever. I was going to yeah. say though, him and Wardlow have got really good chemistry, haven't they? Yeah. So like, they they get into yeah, like good chemistry. They they have like a little bit of a slug off in the middle of the ring. They end up on the on the um. Well, first of all, Hager comes in cleans house and like Wardlow. It, it's really good. So like when Hager comes in, Wardlow is in um, on the far ring. So they're both entering from different sides of the of the, of the rings, which is really cool. Um, which I really, I really, I prefer that over war games where like it's almost like they've got like base camps. They're not in a cage. They're not coming down the same ramp. They're coming in from yeah. different sides. So it's almost like they're feeding in. Like it's almost like a like a multiplayer map, and they're spawning at opposite ends and coming together it, in the middle. It was like they had like a command center either side as yeah. well, wasn't it? Okay. I really, I really liked how they did that. I thought it was it was a big improvement on on how they do war games. Um, so, but it ends up with like so Wardlow is on we'll call it the left hand side where the Pinnacle are entering, and he's got the three members of the Inner Circle fighting him, and Hager is well, on the three members of the Pinnacle are in the right hand side of the ring. So Hager comes in, and to get to Wardlow, he has to get through those three guys, and he, he basically just nails them straight away. Oh well, he did with a fucking massive boot to cash, which oh. he just. Kept going, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, this is when he big boots Cash and like just follows through and just stands on his face yeah. as he comes yeah. down. Was that when Cash got busted? That might have been when like all of the blood came out of his face. Yeah. No, Ca- Ca- Cash, I think, cut himself with the barbed wire, like he just bladed, but obviously, he must have bladed so deep that it just kept bleeding and bleeding. Yeah, but then having like Jake Hager stand on your head for like jumping on your head to put him out, it's just like probably didn't help. Um. One thing as well, which we didn't really touch on, which I just remembered, was when Wardlow came in. There was, there was so up until the Wardlow coming in, everyone was coming in like running in, charging. Wardlow just strolled in and let them come to him. Yeah, and like it was great where like you saw problem, problem, Sammy like one at a time will turn and go, oh shit, he looked oh, like oh, an Wardlow. absolute star in this match, Wardlow. Yeah, Wardlow did fit. He didn't do a great deal, but I think every, every time he did, is, though, I get think everybody benefited from this match. Everyone yeah. came out looking amazing. Uh, so yeah, so Hager and Wardlow are having a bit of a fight. They're doing like they're like in the um, they're like in between the ropes and the and the cage, and like and they're sort of trying to reverse each other. It's very they 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 basically just spend like twenty minutes having an MMA match in the middle of Blue and Guts. Just there's, there's a lot of like each other there's a lot of jockeying for position. There's a lot of like shift and weight. There's a lot of like trying to get inside each other's guard. Um, striking like going for submissions and stuff and especially it's... like at the end when Jericho was in like the, the like Hager was literally a ground control and was trying to lock in like <laughs> yeah. a submission hold to end the match which is really clever I was like that's fucking brilliant so then MGF comes in um, they get the numbers advantage again massive asshole chance like yeah. massive ridiculous oh god he got like... nuclear heat when he walked <laughs> in that ring and then he and then when um so he, he sort of he sort of cleans like the one side of the ring up and Hager's there and he sort of steps up to Hager like looking dead confident and like everyone's like well what the fuck mate you're just gonna kick your ass but then Wardlow chop blocks Hager and then MJF sort of stamps on a bit and then he gets up onto the um, he gets up onto the ropes and sort of poses and the booze he gets Jesus Christ yeah yeah he gets the when when him, when Wardlow did that chop block as well a really nice touch to that was like Dax and Cash trying to hold him MJF back. Yeah, They're going, what are you doing, you idiot? <laughs> He's not and worth then, it. 
and then like it really like played up to the whole oh the dupe the dupe it was brilliant <laughs> so then Jericho comes in and they do like the, the civil war um face off both on each side of the ropes yeah. and then they, they literally just it, have you ever seen like that bit in Lord of the Rings where two armies just run into each other and bodies go everywhere they just yeah. do that basically <laughs> I have to, I, th- there was one bit which really took me out of this where I was laughing so much. Hager <laughs> just dives across the top but doesn't clear it. Yeah. So he just, he, to try and cover it, he's just like slapping at Wardlow. <laughs> oh, so yeah. yeah, so they, they have a big fight. Um, the inner circle take control. Jericho's got Floyd, he's got the base of that, so they're sort of beating people down. Um, and then, like, the, the, the pinnacle looks all out, like, on the floor. Everyone's piss and blood. Cash has just gone completely red. The, like, his entire body is covered in red. Yeah, almost immediately as well. Um, not Hager. Uh, Spears starts, like, taking the ring apart, doesn't he? And yeah. so do FDR. Yeah, yeah. So FDR are pulling up the pull up the math, and Hager's, like, unscrewing one of the turnbuckle pads. Mm. Um, uh, this is where Ortiz eventually saves everyone with the mad ball. Yeah, well, we get to that, 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 that happens a bit later. So, first of all, oh, we get okay. um, FDR go for stereo pile drivers on Proud and Powerful, but they reverse it. They pick FDR up for their, their own pile drivers, and Sammy jumps off the top and they spike both of them onto the boards. Yeah. Um, Santana's got a fork and he's just stabbing at people. Aye, yeah. A little abdominal uh, the butcher action, just like going in on people with a fork. And, and between that, you've got a coast to coast. On Spears by Sammy as yeah. well. Sammy coast to coast on Spears' own chair onto Spears. Yeah. <laughs> which is quite yeah. nice. Um, yeah, at this point, like Wardlow, yeah, Wardlow, and, Wardlow and Hager are literally just, well. Wardlow and Hager are just grappling for control on the floor at this point. They're just having an MMA fight. Like, yeah. I, as I say, I thought that was a really cool touch, though, because it was like, it, it was it was what Hager, like, psychology-wise, should have been doing. Yeah. They built him up as like this MMA fighter. Well, they, they had a wrestling match. They, they had a wrestling match. Wardlow beat him. So if Hager is going to get the better of Wardlow, it has to be he has to take it to, to where he knows to MMA. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So they they, they everyone's the inner circle all down. They're all fucked. Uh, sorry, the pinhole all down. They're all fucked. Uh, Wardlow just gets up and starts like a one man comeback and just starts nailing people because he's yeah. dead hard. But then they beat him down. Uh, is this when is this when Sammy just cleans his clock with a chair shot to the face? Yeah, uh, yeah. This is a whole. All of the inner circle have to take out Wardlow. Like it was like that scene it. in Infinity War, where they're yeah. fighting Thanos on the on fucking Titan. This has been Sammy. It's just been Sammy. Just like legit headshots him with a chair. Yeah, yeah. He, he hit him right in the face with a chair. You might get a little, uh, make a little talking to off Uncle Tony for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wasn't as bad as when he yeeted that chair at Mahadi, but you know. No. Uh, so at this point, pretty much everybody's bleeding. Except for Wardlow. Um, and Jericho. And Spears. And Jericho. Um, yeah, so there's a really cool shot where um, and Santana, like, forks Cash. He, like, pulls the fork out, like, licks the blood off the tips of the fork, and then, like, throws it out the cage, and then he, like, slaps him on the chest, like, wipes the blood up on his hand. It's, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's grim, but it's mm. really good. Really, really good psychology. Um, so during while all this is going on, every, every, the inner circle are fucked. Uh, the pinnacle, sorry, are all fucked. Tully basically accosts Bryce and gets the key off him for the cage. Yeah, yeah. Outside. Literally just pushes him, kills him. I'm, I'm surprised. I'm surprised Tully didn't blade at some point. 
Yeah, but you probably did. We probably just didn't see it. Nah, at the end, when you see like everyone celebrating, you see Tully and he's fine. So he opens the cage, MGF crawls out, and for some reason thinks, I'll just go up on top of the cage. No, 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 there's no one up there. That's fine. That's safe. That's fine. Um, yeah. So as he's doing that, as he's climbing, Jericho sort of wrestles with Tully for control of the cage, like throws the door open, smacks Tully in the face. Jericho's out as well. Jericho starts climbing up, and this is so I really like this. So MGF's like up, MGF's like got to the top of the cage and he's just like collapsed and he's like, he's safe, he's having a bit of a rest. And Jericho yeah. starts climbing up and he sort of stops halfway up and like looks over to the crowd and like sort of gives them like a, you know, pump it up. And then yeah. he's got this like insane like serial killer like smile and like eyes. Like he's going up there. He's got, yeah, well, like he's going up there. Other... He's going up there to do absolute violence and it looked really yeah. cool. He sold it really well. There was the other thing he did earlier on in the match as well, where he was up like it was like kind of the precursor to that, where him and Spears climbed up like the pillar inside. Yeah, and he stuck Spears' head in, and then like jumped off and grabbed like yanked his legs, so he was trying to hang him up on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the the, 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 the the facial expression of Jericho and that were really cool. Um, yeah. So they get on top. The fighting's still going on down the bottom. Like um, Sammy's got like a somebody's choking him out with the bath. Um, it's all it's all kicking off downstairs. Jericho gets up top. MGF like is on his knees, like pleading for his life, basically. Um, Jericho locks him in the walls. Of Jericho, MGF's like on the verge of tapping, and then he just sort of twists his body and just nut shots him, like which is you know actually yeah. In an ODQ match, a really good way to counter the walls, of Jericho. When you think about it, um. So then Jericho, MGF locks in salt of the earth. Um, Jericho doesn't tap, so MGF sort of pulls off, starts stomping on his hand, stomps on his arm, bites Jericho's arm. Wrist. Yeah, it's some really grim stuff. He pulls out the um, the dynamite diamond ring. Is that out of his trunks? I guess that? Or... Don't worry about it, please. Um... Yeah, <laughs> yeah just, I think, I think it was. Like, does he just like slot it on his dick before he goes out so it doesn't fall off? Possibly. Maybe he had it up his head. Oh, who runs gone? Maybe he had it up his ass. Um, but yeah, he, he absolutely drilled Jericho with yeah. that. He just he puts it on and he just, he just clocks him with it. Absolutely cleans his clock. Uh, Jericho comes up, piss of blood everywhere. Um, and then we're getting to the finish. So we were sort of right about the finish when we called it last week. Just not quite the right way around. Sort of right, only the other way around. So Instead of Aaron's Aaron's prediction, which I thought was a really good one, was that they were gonna basically have Sammy in some form of peril, and Jericho was gonna say, "No, no, no," but it was the other way around. Yeah. So MG- I, I was shocked. Hey. MGF's holding Jericho like on the edge of the cage, and he's like, "Quit or I'm gonna push him." Basically, he's gonna die. And Sammy's like, "No, no, we surrender. Then don't do it. Don't do it. We surrender." So then. Um, Intense Lion King vibes, and MGF pushes Jericho off anyway. Yeah, he <laughs> just goes because yeah, MGF's an absolutely horrendous human being. So off Jericho goes, falls onto well, it was obviously a big crash mat. Dude's like fucking fifty. Come on, um, yeah. But Jericho sells it like he's been fucking shot. It's great, and and I mean they showed like a couple of well, camera angles, and the hand times really cool. Yeah, there was so. First of all, anyone on the internet who was crying that a 50-year-old man didn't get thrown onto actual metal or actual concrete, come on. Um, 
He's got kids, mate. He's got kids. Yeah, like, come on. Right. I'm not going to say dumping on com- complete concrete or a solid oh, steel. Oh, here we go. No, 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 no. Just don't land on, like, full... I, I, think, a fucking... I think he shot it poorly. Yeah. Like, oh, well, I, 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 suppose, I suppose you think Sammy Guevara should have been warming danger onto a concrete floor as well. <laughs> Stadium's done weird. No, but... <laughs> no, 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 I... <laughs> I, I can I can I can actually like so the, the point I was gonna make after saying that was they could have shot the whole finish bit a little bit better. Literally the, the, re- that, the replay probably. that they show you, the replay that you show yeah. you just do that. You but even, that e- even then, like the replay they shown, it looked like it was like crepe paper he landed on. It was um, it was like lino, wasn't it? It was weird. Yeah. <laughs> but like when like the angle they shown it where they, they shown it was clearly wooden a cr- crash mat because they like were basically shooting over the top of like the crash mat. It was like come on, like that's not that that's a bit silly. But then the the thing with, for me which was more annoying than that was when they put the camera on Jericho as soon as he landed, and as soon as someone's checking on him, he like opens his eyes, winks at them to say I'm okay, and then dead sells it. <laughs> I was like, oh, come on. It's also Jack the Demolinker, mate. You just myth. The, the audio gets to hang out nowadays. We <laughs> work together. So anyway, so what you're saying is in, in 20 years' time, when Jericho's 70 and his hips still work, you're going to be like, well, fuck you, Chris Jericho. You, you should be having fucking hip replacements now for my entertainment. No, no. I, I, <laughs> no, like, what what they could have done, right? Keep I, think he, sh- I think he could have shot it better, is what I'm saying. I, I, well, I think the execution of it was brilliant. I think the actual camera angles of it, not so much. Keep keep the crash mat there. Keep the fucking weird square bits of lino if you want as well, right? Just put like a really thin bit of wood or something in between so that when he goes bang, like, like a table, bits split every, even thinner than a table. Like just, I mean, to be honest, splits and. To be honest, so I'm quite surprised. I'm quite surprised he didn't just, um, like the because they put that like metal plate, like diamond plate liner over the wood, whereas we already knew the stage was wood. Yeah. Like they could have quite easily done it, so they they had like a little bit of space between the crash mat and the wood, and then Jericho going through the wood would have looked like he's just gone through the wood. I do like, see your point. Yeah, like it would but, have been so much better mm, than just but, the lino little square bits that aren't even like glued yeah. that aren't even like glued together. Like they're just square bits that are detachable that they've just got out of fucking B and Q in the sample fucking pile. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I I see where you're coming from, guys, and I understand. I, I, yeah. I think I, the overall I, presentation I, was fantastic. I can't. I can't. I can't get wound up about this because at the end of the day, I'm not the one being asked to fall 15 feet onto it. So, uh, I'll do it. You, you know, um, <laughs> I, whatever, whatever they, whatever they want to do for my entertainment, it's absolutely fine. I, I wasn't. I didn't. I didn't jump up, throw my TV out the window, and go that ending no, ruined the entire match. It was fucking bullshit. I didn't, and I saw a lot of reactions because obviously I watched it live. So, like, I was on Twitter and I was on Facebook and all that. Saw a lot of reactions to it, and people were like, "This is ridiculous." And even today, it's like people are kicking off. It's like, 
like it, it's amazing that a guy Jericho's age has done that match in general. Yeah. Like, do you know what it's ridiculous? My... Do, you, do you know what it's ridiculous? I watched Die Hard, right? And I saw Alan Rickman die. And then, like, he's in fucking Harry Potter. And he wasn't even dead. <laughs> and Galaxy Quest. And he was a fucking alien in that. So, you know, I don't know what to believe nowadays. Um, yeah, but it, it's it's one of those things, isn't it? Like, I, I think my only gripe with it was the way it was shot. Yeah. <clears throat> like, it yeah. was it was like the, the comparison I, I could have made from it was when Kevin Owens got chokeslammed off the cage through it through the announce table and the way they shot it you could see the fucking crash, crash mat it's like we know it's there it just, just hate it, it hide it better like, hide it that's yeah, what you do. I mean that's the thing you said though we know it's there so like if I, if I if accidentally yeah. I mean I'm sure they weren't saying like oh right we need but to make no. sure we need to make sure this looks really shite lads so let's make sure we get the crash mat you know mm. it was obviously a mistake or like a little bit of like obviously it's live TV. They have to like have the camera in the right place at the right time to get the shot. You only he get one go. You only get one go at it. Um, yeah. They so we've got Tony Khan with a tr- pickup truck with a load of sawdust in the back, and they back that up to it. <laughs> at the end of the day, if it happens and it's safe and Chris Jericho is fine, then that's all I really care about. Yeah, I mean, at, at the end of the day, when they eventually have Team Derby. In blood, blood and guts, you know, for a fact, Darby Allen's going to cough and drop everyone off the top of the fucker. Yeah, and probably do it onto concrete. So you want to see that? Fine. You got um, don't forget this is a, on... this is a show where they hardly threw Darby Allen on a flight of stairs. Yeah, on the same <laughs> show, they had the, they had a the younger man, a twenty-seven-year-old guy, get thrown down a fucking flight of concrete stairs. He bounced. He bounced like several times. <laughs> How dare and he you complete... complain? And he complained that he didn't clear the whole fucking thing because he hit into the fucking banister. Yeah. So yeah, you know, it's a variety show. You've got something for everyone. If you if you I, need like if you need hardcore realism, then you've got Darby Allen getting literally taken. <laughs> stupid and if yeah. you, if you don't mind a bit of like theater and a bit of theatrics, you've got Chris Jericho falling onto a big crash pad. You know, it's Darby yeah. Allen tried to kill himself, so Chris Jericho didn't have to. Yeah, Darby <laughs> Allen died, so Chris Jericho could land on a concussion. <laughs> Um, but e- e- either way, I thought the match itself was excellent. Um, yeah. I, 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 as I say, say even even that finishing spot, I thought it was awesome. I just thought the way they shot it, it didn't look great. And yeah. one other thing, people keep saying like people were booing that segment, and it was like, no, well, they were yeah, booing because he, yeah, because MJF they were booing MJF, yeah, because he literally did the like, thing he said he wouldn't do. Yeah. Like, like people on Twitter, like Meltzer was going off. People were booing shit out of the segment. Like, yeah, oh, because well, because MJF's a piece of shit. Meltzer's speaking absolute shit because what came out on the day was, oh, the first hour of the show was pre-recorded with no fans there. It's like it was. fuck off. It was fuck off. It was pre-recorded and he got the fans to um to cheer like cheer along to the like. Titantron essentially. So they watched the show for the first hour just on the Titantron. Yeah. That's fucking bitch. That's why that's why they did the promos um to like to with the back to the crowd to give the illusion. They filmed everything else the night before, I believe, um in front of like the wrestlers at ringside and all that. Okay. Um also the they, the they offered the thing. Yeah, yeah, 
because that, yeah. that's why it was set up with the two rings, though, because they filmed the night previously. But yeah, um, I mean, match-wise, I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. The cage looked amazing, like the the, the, the Blood and Guts cage. Right. So was that taller than Hell in a Cell? I couldn't make my mind up. No. No. Is it about the same height? I'd say it was smaller than the Hell in a Cell, to be honest. Would you? Yeah. Possibly, but it was it, it was it was it was chunkier. Absolutely, it was it was thicker. You've got to bear in mind since what WrestleMania twenty eight or whatever it is, the Triple H one, they made it like massively taller. So it is a mm. the Hell in a Cell is a fair bit of height now. Gonna see if we can find out. Yeah. Uh, right, so should we should we bring it to a close? Should we do our ups and I mean, is there any point in doing ups and downs, highs and lows for this? Um, uh, is, is anybody's high not blood and guts? My high was a uh, Cody Rhodes versus QT Marshall. Now I'm fucking with you. It was blood and guts, lads. Blood and guts for the win. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, this no. this was this again. We we say this all the time. This was a match on free TV, on a weekly wrestling show. Yeah. They're, like they, I'd hate to be the crazy. American that got picture by picture. I'd be greeting. <laughs> well, some of them, some of them weren't even getting picture by picture. Yeah. So when we got the whole match, just uninterrupted, I was like, "This is great." So some people just like got come back from commercial and Wardlow's in the ring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just murdering people, and it's like, "All right, all right, it's okay. That happened." <laughs> got back Sh- from commercial. Here's Jake Hager. Shout out to Fight TV for giving us like uninterrupted coverage because that really made the match feel like it, it felt like a pay-per-view it really did yeah. feel like a pay-per-view like yeah. we say there's a lot but that that really did it It had a big match feel to it it goes it goes right up next to um stadium stampede for me in terms of my what's my favorite aw matches of all time yeah do you reckon we're gonna get um stadium st- stadium stampede too oh, i wish i wish i do stadium stampede too but i wish it's the dark order versus the hardy family because that yeah, would be right, that would because yeah. imagine the stupid shit they could do Ricky and it would Bullets. be brilliant. Yeah, Silver yeah. just doing fucking nonsense. I want Silver like running around trying to find something to eat, or you know, trying to eat one of the fucking private party or something like that. At, <laughs> at some point, they chop off Five's dick because that's what they do these days. Yeah, got to chop off Five's dick. Take a selfie. Hangman with comes it. in with a horse. Take a selfie with it and then chop it off. Um, I want to give a special shout out to the Moxley Nagato promo. That's yeah. that's all. Yeah, go watch it. And, and, uh, the, and the Scorpio and um, Ethan Page promo as well. They were really good. Yeah, Darby didn't die for this. And yeah. um, and also to the um, to the Taz little Taz segment because that was just a little a little two minute two and a half minutes of, of little a little two and a half little piece of fun in your in your programming. But Taz just got to be a, a shit house basically, which was which was great. Um, yeah. So I think that's going to do it. Blood and Guts was great. Um, if you've not seen it, please do go and check it out. Uh, it was definitely worth watching. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, before we do disappear off to our back to our caves, uh, Aaron, could you tell the lovely people where to find us on the social medias, please? Uh, you can get us on Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. We can get all our past live watch-alongs, our retro watch-along. We'll be doing more. We have one, though. Uh, our getting to know yous, um, also on Discord, Twitch, and Twitter, and on Rest Pod, where you can go to Twitter to keep up with what we're doing, get all our podcasts as quickly as possible. You can do that on Facebook as well. Um, 
Twitch for all our gaming stuff. We do Halo. We do games nights on Saturdays with all our friends. We do other things. I have a weekly thing on a Monday. Um, you've got a slot now, haven't you? We've given you a. I've, you've got prime, I've, I've prime got a time. I've, Raw, okay, I've... Raw is Sutcliffe. <laughs> um, and if you go Untitled Rest Pod on the Discord, you can join our server where we don't just talk about wrestling. We talk about gaming, uh, comics, Marvel, TV, music, anything really. There's some people even on that Discord server that aren't even wrestling fans. There you go. So don't feel like you've got to uh, be into that. I mean, if you listen to our podcast, you're probably a wrestling fan. To be fair, if you've got this far, <laughs> if you listen to this, if you've got all the way here, you're probably a wrestling fan. So that's all right. Um, James, can you promote my beer, please? Yeah. Um, if you want to get Ben's beer, you can go down the Aldi. Um, <laughs> get out uh, the bargain you know, bin, mate. Just, uh, just wait till one of the pubs throws it out, and then just pick it out the bin. Um, um, <laughs> you can go to topropebrewing.com or your local bottle shop, if they do supply it. If not, have a word of them. They do a vast array of wrestling beers. Uh, do you want to talk about them briefly, Ben? Yeah, well, we just dropped a Frank Turner collab, um, a pale ale called Gathering. Um, so that's Simcoe Mosaic Pale, real nice. Uh, check that out. It's in support of his new single and tour, which he may be doing a, a gig at a brewery in Liverpool. I couldn't think which one. Um, spoiler, it's us. Um, and very briefly, lastly, but by no means leastly, um, if you would like some luxurious beard produce you can go to fatchface.com where you can get a lovely range of beard oils brushes apparel little gift sets little grooming sets they're all top-notch stuff real nice fragrances uh you can use the code upw20 i believe is the new code uwp20 the one that's right around you uwp20 actually I, i'm a wrestling fan about w at the end because that's our wrestling promotions are um, UWP20 and that gets you 20% off at the checkout also um, top lads who run it and proceeds from all purchases go to supporting testicular cancer charities it's a really good cause so if you have some, if you have some beard stuff hook them up check them out and yeah maybe make a little purchase treat yourself uh, that is going to wrap it up from us I think until next week we've got three title matches and the number one contenders match next week so it's a stacked card so we'll be back to talk about that um, yep, yeah, as always, from me, from Aaron, from Jay, stay safe, enjoy wrestling, and we'll see you all very soon. Bye. Bye. I was going to tell a joke about Vicky Guerrero, but I forgot my cue. Oh, it's a thinker. <laughs> SummerSlam 05, boys, come on. Mate, I've been up since seven this morning. Come on.